Welcome. Welcome, Matthew. Good morning. Okay. I can't believe this happened to us with a guest again. Well, dude, he has COVID. That's a good <laughs> but excuse. He, but he said that everything was good to go. Well, that's the way it goes with COVID. You think everything is good to go, and then you get another wave of it. And then people do this pussyfooting around when we say, hey, we need a guest, you know? Mm. I think people are a little intimidated to come on a podcast. I was terrified the first time I came on. Really? Oh, I was so nervous. Yeah. I was scared to meet Matt. And I know who you were. Um, it was Palms were sweaty. The room I'm in is so bright. <laughs> it's really messing with me. What's bright? The room. Oh, yeah. It is very bright. It's all white and you got a lot of natural light there. My pupils are dilating. It sounds rough. Maybe we can't do this in the afternoon. That's what they say. It. That's what an ophthalmology teacher says. My pupils are dilating. Oh, all right. <laughs> we got our first joke of the podcast. And we're rolling. Because they... Because, yeah. Because the pupils in your eyes and also students... Oh, but how would the I students, get it now. <laughs> how would the students? But the pupils be would also be doing some dilating in class. I'm sure. Uh, are the students pregnant? Like, why would they be dilating? They would be dilating eyes. It it could be a one of those pregnancy good. classes where they teach you like no. how to give birth. You've oh. never been to the ophthalmologist when they dilate your eyes? No. See, you got to make a pun off dilating as well as pupils. So what you say is like, you know. There's like all these students and like they both, you know, they went into labor at the same time. And then the teacher came in to the ophthalmology class and was like, my pupils are dilating. What if what if the class (laughs) is very bright? Intellectually. (laughs) Oh, what if the teacher is very bright and they're like this, this (laughs) ophthalmology teacher is so bright that his pupils are dilating. Mm hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yes that that would wow. be a thing i i don't like getting my pupils dilated i've never it's had it done. nowadays they have a new machine that makes it easier mm-hmm. and they always yes. charge you extra they're like so if you pay 50 dollars, we won't have to dilate you oh wow i think they might just do that for me i don't think i've been dilated in a while i don't I guess I'll say it. My old eye doctor was named Dr. Doyle when I was a kid. And so I used to think it was called getting doilated. And I was probably about <laughs> 19 when I realized that it's dilated. Yeah. But. That's um, that's what happened to <laughs> That's what happened to his dates. <laughs> You're they about get to get dated. doilated. They get doyle dated. Doyle dated. This uh, could just be the whole show. Yeah. Nothing, trying to craft the perfect week, joke. So. Well, the three amigos here, you know. The three hosts of Centrist Madness. The three amig X now, which is the preferred, uh, preferred gender. True. Neutral. Mm-hmm. I assume if it's Latin X, it would be like amig X's. Yeah. <laughs> like I you're like not that. just gonna stop it. Amigasies. Oh man, so um I still can't drink my fucking water. But we have water, which So you boil it? We haven't we had like a five gallon jug, so we haven't actually run out of water yet that we had to have to start boiling it. Um <clears throat> the missus on is on the way to San Antonio to pick up some more water from her parents. Uh, yeah. Remember so right before I left, we had water problems. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't drink the water episode, whatever. So Texas has not on a good roll as far as water goes. Well, I was thinking about this, but you can't probably fault them all that much. Cause I mean like 10,000 pipes burst in the city. So like, what the fuck are they going to do? Like water just bled out of the system. I think we need to look back, though, and reprioritize our water treatment plants in terms of how much energy they get. Mm, 
Well, so they have a tank uh, that has like a hundred million gallons, which is what we use every day. And like Tuesday and Wednesday, it lost like 325 million, 325 million gallons, like blood out of the system. So, cause they had water main breaks and all this other shit. So I don't know really what they could have done to prepare. Cause it's never fucking gotten this cold here, but they didn't have power either. The power is definitely there are people to blame for that. Like, why the fuck does Texas run its own? Like, water treatment plants across the state didn't have power. And so, like, water would come back on and we're like, well, we didn't treat the water, so you need to boil it. Yeah. I mean, I think they were just trying to, like, cut everything they possibly could. Yeah, so it was like hospitals, the airports, because that's how Ted got out. (laughs) Right. For some reason, we never lost power. And I have no idea why, because we're not like remotely close to anything that I know about. But honestly, it's an oversight. You should have lost power. <laughs> Probably. Probably. I feel like powers power is very weird. Like I live on Long Island and um, every house on Long Island has to have the same like power provider. Like there's no difference. I think that's how it always works. But whenever there's yeah. a storm, it's really tough because they have to fix everything. So Sandy, I was considered lucky. I lost power for six days, but I know people who didn't have power for more than two weeks. We could just, what if we, I don't know. How can we get a guest guys? No, fuck the guest, man. It's too late. It's air time. So it's just the three amigos. Yeah. It's just three amigos. All right. Yeah. Am I I not enough for you? It puts a lot of pressure on me. I feel when there's only three people, I kind of like when there's four people because I can just stop talking. But when there's three people, I talk too much. Not that you ever. No, you did. talk. You talk too much, no matter how many people are on. That's true. And then it makes it even harder for the other people to talk because there's more competition. Matt, see, Matt is like the Michael Jordan of podcasting, but I'm the guy who got Michael Jordan to pass the ball. Is okay. I don't know anything. Is is Michael Jordan the one who died? Yes. Wait. Did you oh. just ask if Michael Jordan was the one who died? Are you thinking of Are you thinking of Black Panther? No, I'm thinking of the he, the the Michael basketball Jackson? player. No, Kobe the, Bryant. Kobe Bryant. <laughs> I, it was uh, on January 26th. Yeah, he died right before COVID. No, Michael uh-huh. Jordan is alive and well and doing sports documentaries in his fabulous seaside house. I think he's a billionaire now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Good for him. He wears really embarrassing clothing, like baggy jeans and like uh, bowling shirts and stuff. As an odd sense of fashion. Baggy clothes were super in when he was big. Yeah, so and he never adjusted. Yeah, that's the thing. He he never pivoted with the new trends. If you're, but even back like then, Matt, you look at what he was wearing. Yeah, Matt Matt just stays on top of all the trends. It's true. He's a fashionista. I mean, I'm aware of things that are happening. Mom jeans are back. No way. Mm-hmm. Thank They've God. They've been back, though. Selena Gomez recently went shopping for some mom jeans. Are they back for men? No, they were never in for men. They have to be back for men if they're back for women, right? And I've never I've never been able to figure out exactly what makes dad jeans dad jeans. I mean, they're, they're baggy, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like they're not dad jeans until you put a clip on them. A clip? Yeah, a clip for your cell phone on your jeans. Oh. That, that, that's when they become dad jeans, right? <laughs> yeah. Or if they have, what if they have like a hammer loop on it? Yeah. A this hammer loop? sounds awful. Yeah. Like a loop built into the jeans for your hammer? Oh, for sure. But you don't actually have a hammer. But you might someday, so you got the jeans. Well, wouldn't that be on the belt and not the jeans? Sometimes, like, the utility-style pants, they have, like, a a loop, like, uh, on, like, on the hip. I, I do not understand men's clothing or fashion whatsoever. Yeah. Um, it's a challenging topic for me. <laughs> <laughs> I used to go to the mall with my my best guy friend and he'd ask for advice 
and I had no idea what to tell him. And he's the most difficult person in the world. He'd also only buy graphic t-shirts, but he'd have to try on every single one to make sure that it looked okay with his complexion. Well, weird. <clears throat> I've never understood the whole graphic tee thing. Stigma? Well, because I think wearing a t-shirt that doesn't have a graphic on it is weird. Mm-hmm. Like a t-shirt that's just like green, like a green t-shirt. I think that's weird. I think that's like you're going to the gym or something. What What is the option of a t-shirt besides graphics? Like just text? Plain color. Or, or like a pocket. I like the pocket ones, like a vineyard vine. Just, just a plain color, dude. Yeah, that's pretty limited. That's what I'm saying. I know. I'm agreeing with you. We don't need to specify that someone's wearing a graphic tee. We should specify when they're not. When they're wearing a plain tee. I mean, most tees are probably graphic. At this point, yeah. And I think it's kind of strange to buy non-graphic tees. It's sad. It's what I wore in high school when I was really depressed. Mm. It was just plain t-shirts. Then I went to college and I found myself and then I bought a lot of graphic tees. Okay, that's great about your graphic tee journey. Let's let Hope talk. Well, I think it's interesting from like like a, a real life perspective. Yeah, but if you're thinking about like media, like filming a TV show, sometimes graphic tees are a no-no where like if you're in a studio audience, they tell you like don't. Don't wear graphic tees because they can't show logos and things. Don't wear mm-hmm. busy patterns. Um, jewel tone colors get picked up better on camera. So that's that's another thing. I was trying to have a t-shirt made that says, like, I stand Selena Gomez, right? Mm-hmm. So I was ha- trying to have that custom made. And then, like, they emailed me back and was like, we can't make this t-shirt unless you have an email from Selena Gomez saying it's okay. So like Mm. you need to have like an email from her or an Instagram comment that says it's okay for you to have the t-shirt and then we can make it. But just her name, you can't put her name on stuff. I think you can. I think it depends on the the place. Yeah. You go. I think your t-shirt manufacturer just didn't want to assume legal liability for you for your single order of a Selena Gomez shirt, you know? All it said is I stand. Mm-hmm. I stand Selena Gomez, you know. Yeah. It seems like it was it's free speech, right? If you said Selena Gomez is everything that's wrong with society, she couldn't stop you from <laughs> Yeah, well we we have a, a Twitter friend. I'm gonna give him a shout out, Noah. He likes getting fun graphic tees made that say some questionable things and um he wanted one that had a, a certain phrase that might not be deemed appropriate. Um, and he went to one website and they said no, but then the other one said, yes, it depends on the the service. Is there, is there like a parlor of t-shirts that will print anything? No. Rebel shirts. It's also interesting because if you get one t-shirt for like personal use, it's easier for them to sell it. But I guess they don't, they, they don't want to like mass produce because I'm sure with the law, you can't make money off like someone else or like need permission. So I would understand a likeness. I would understand if I used her likeness in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I always say it's good to go to like Michael's. You can buy the the iron on transfer sheets where you just print out something and Mm -hmm. it's like 10 bucks. You get your your 50% off coupon. So it's like $5. They sell plain t-shirts there because every graphic tee starts off as a plain tee. Before it begins its journey into becoming graphic. We've talked about this before, but every time I order a custom t-shirt, it's just the most uncomfortable fabric. Yeah. But you're saying I could just buy a comfortable shirt, go to Michael's, and then make it myself? Yeah, and you can even, they they have like like sheets where you could just, they have some for dark fabrics and some for light fabrics, and you can print out anything, design it. They also just have like iron on letters, which are nice. And it comes with like a bunch of letters. So Or puffy paint. Mm-hmm. Puffy paint? <laughs> puffy paint sounds bad. I don't like that feeling where it's like <clears throat> like I'm wearing a shield on my chest, you know? Yeah. The shitty ones. It the, the really cool shit is like when you get them like silk screened, but that's expensive. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. only makes sense if you're doing like, you know, 
a large quantity. Yeah, I, I got that done. Wait, once. so there's an economy of scale? There's an economy of scale, yeah, because the expensive part is creating like the, like with silkscreen, you create like a cutout. It's like kind of like a cutout. It's not a cutout, but it's like, you know, it's like a filter and you create one mm -hmm. for every color and then you like run it through with paint, like for that color. And then you do multiple colors and you get like a really mm -hmm. cool, like vibrant colors. And it, when you're talking about like a shield, it's just like ink soaked into the shirt. Yeah. And the, the screen, you, t you take the screen, it's on like a frame or something and, um, you block out the inverse. So wherever you don't want ink to shine through, you put like whatever the heck they put. So that way, when you run it down, the ink bleeds through only in the areas you want it to. And that's how you get the shape. Um, there's ways to semi do that at home. I looked into trying it out, but I, I think I have the materials actually to do it, but I never got around to it. So I like making things. I like embroidering shirts and stuff. Well, you're talented. I mean, graphic design, you've got it, right? Eh, but thank you. I mean, for a businesswoman like you to just uh, be able to create this kind of graphic design in your part time, in your spare time, uh, it's really impressive. It's an important part of the show, too. Like when Hope comes up with a new image. Makes that episode pop. It does. It changes the metrics. It changes uh, the metrics you know, go the wild. DevOps and whatnot. Um, <laughs> DevOps. <laughs> DevOps. DevOps, which is, uh, you know, spying on employees while they urinate, I believe. Well, you're spying on the development. Mm -hmm. It's like Black Ops. You know, uh, you got your Black Ops, your DevOps. Mm -hmm. No one ever talks about White Ops. Mm. Well, imagine White Ops is like, I don't know, uh, like a bake sale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, square dancing, that's White Ops. Oh my gosh, when I was in, was it fifth or sixth grade, they made us all square dance. It was like an event at my school and it was so bad. And everyone, that was like back when like you thought boys had cooties and like everyone had to be paired up with like, like a girl and a guy, which is like so dumb. And, and they paired you based on height. It was like the most traumatizing experience in my life. Wow. And then, cause then you had to square dance together. Yeah. That sounds terrible. All right, so we need to talk about Ted Cruz, which uh, one of well, my... Let's talk about politics, guys. I have so many things to say about politics. Yeah. So Ted Cruz... He's awful. He's awful, right? Uh, the reaction I have is uh, sometimes people do awful things, and they're awful people, and we look at the things they do, and we're, we think, hey, he's just a piece of shit. Right. Hey, pieces of shit are going to do what pieces of shit do. Right. Mm -hmm. But no, in this particular case. Right. It was crazy. Like what he did was crazy. Like if you were Ted Cruz's friend, he probably has a few. Right. He probably has like three friends. Right. Right. If you were his friend, you wouldn't be like, oh, that's Ted being Ted. You know, you'd be like classic. Like, Ted. are you you'd be like, are you OK? Right. Like, Why? Like, Ted Cruz legitimately thought that this would be fine. That no one would notice. That he could go to Cancun for the week. he just get to Cancun, enjoy, soak up some sun. Work from the hotel, right? And he admits this. Now, he admits it now. That he thought, oh, I, I thought I would just stay through the weekend and, and you know, work online, right? I, I like how he blamed his daughters. He blamed his daughters, <laughs> yes. Which... Is great because it's like, oh, there's a really bad snowstorm. We have the week off of school. So, of course, we have to fly to Cancun mid-pandemic That because I'm a good father. That's what I do. Because what's great about that, too, is like, you know, you're not a great father if you've raised these like little sociopaths <laughs> who are so spoiled that like two days of being cold in their mansion, they have to go to Cancun, right? Like, I mean, OK, it's like not having power at that temperature fucking sucks so i don't really i wouldn't really blame anyone for for bitching about that for fantasizing what's that for like for like fantasizing about going to cancun i don't have a problem if his fucking family goes to cancun but like he should have stayed oh if he had dropped them off at the airport it wouldn't be a story right yeah which is what he said originally is that he was just flying them to cancun and then flying back well, if you note his statement, 
his statement was quite well lawyered where he doesn't say that. Oh, he like skirts around it. What did he say? He never says what his plan was and why he's flying back. Mm -hmm. But then like they found that he changed his flight time, you know? Right. So he couldn't do that anymore. So now he's just admitting I got on the plane and I was like, you know what? (laughs) And I, I 100% believe that he was all, he was all in until he got to the airplane. Right. And Mm -hmm. then he started going, wait a second. (laughs) I live in a world with social consequences. It's totally crazy. It's crazy behavior. It makes me think that like his life is falling apart or something. Right. That he would do something that stupid because he's not stupid. And he wants to be president, right? And he has right. like as good of a chance as any. Now. He's not going to be president because of the Cancun Yay. thing. I, I, I don't see him surviving the Cancun thing on a debate stage. Yeah. The thing is, is, well, I don't know. I mean, like Trumpism is so weird, right? Because it's super populist. But at the same time, Trump's a billionaire. But he's not Trumpy enough. That's the thing. So he's going to be on the stage with Ron DeSantis, right? And Ron DeSantis will just like fucking shiv him, right? Like, while I was while I was taking care of my state, you went to Cancun. Yeah. I don't think there's any way back for, from that. And like, you know, maybe he hangs on in Texas, but like, I would start thinking about primarying him. Like, no one was thinking about primarying him until now. Yeah, I don't know. Open primary. It just also seems deranged. Maybe. Wait. Maybe he decided with all this craziness going on, he doesn't want to be president, but doesn't want to go out and like take the the defeat and say that. So he thought, what if I go to Cancun? Everyone hates me yes. for that. I can get out of this awful storm and then I have a reason to yes, not run for president. Yes, it seems like a president. guy who's given up on politics, hmm. right? I think he's he's too in love with power to give up on politics. I mean, look at the amount of shit that he ate for Donald Trump after Donald Trump said his wife was an ugly bitch. Well, yes, but like he 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 wolfed that down, man. He was like, okay, he's working the phone bank. He's fucking all on board. After January 6th, though, he became like the least popular person in Congress. Right. So every Republican hates him. What about Josh Hawley? I hate him. Josh Hawley probably hates him too. Like he's a uniquely despised figure in American politics. And I think that may have made him crazy. Mm. I think he's a little bonkers But he's been hated for years. Oh, well, it's interesting to me because with the whole like election fraud stuff, it's like people just kind of like admitted it, whatever. But like certain people like Cruz and Hawley who like are trying to kind of play off this to like come out ahead. Like, what is going on in their heads? Because they have to know it's not true. Like, there's no way, like, they're not dumb enough to realize that. Yeah, but you just, you do a fucking, you do a couple stupid things and then you get the base, like the Trump base, which is like a solid half of the party. Yeah, but it's just like, what, what is, like, have they started to believe these things because they just say it so much? Or do they, like, do they have a conscience because they just, like, keep saying these lies with so much, like, passion, too? It's just crazy to me. I think they've all lost it. No, so. I think people like Cruz and Hawley are completely cynical. I don't think most people in politics are cynical. I think that's way overrated. That's the thing, though, dude. But I think Cruz and, and, and Hawley are two examples of people who really are just playing the calculation. But you see, a completely cynical person would not do what Cruz did. I mean, it's po- it's politics 101. You can't do this. That's why he had to bail. He got on the plane and was like, whoops. Yeah, but there's that doesn't mean that he's not cynical. That just means he's stupid, right? Because But he's not stupid. Well, there's this whole like Trump distorting, you know, normal political reality. And I think like in the space of that, he thought I can do it like nothing matters. And then he saw the social media reaction and he was like, oh, you know, I'm actually not Trump. But you see, but you see, like being Trumpy would be I don't care about the social media reaction. Right. But he's he's like he's a half hearted uh, fascist and it never works. He doesn't have the balls to like follow through with it the way Trump does. I saw something interesting, and I don't know if it's true. Again, I know nothing about politics, really. But 
it's like, what is the role of a senator? Because at, at the end of the day, like, Cruz isn't the governor of Texas. Like, is it really his responsibility to, to be there? Or is it his job to deal with the repercussions and kind of after everything happens? Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great, I think that's a great know. question. And the thing is, is you can say like, oh, he's not involved in state politics, etc. But if you're a senator, there's always shit you can do. You know what I mean? Like people are going to pick up the phone for you who aren't going to pick up the phone. Like you can contact people. You, you like you have power, right? So you can absolutely, I mean, I'm sure like. And you have like a whole constituent service office. Right. Right. Who has all the, you know, they are in contact with everybody right away. And you're in the fucking Senate. So like you can, you can call the president. You know, yeah. you can be like, hey, we need this and this and this, and he'll do it. Right. Um, especially because we don't have a sociopath president anymore. So, like, if he calls Biden, Biden will be like, Biden will be nice to him and then we'll like just give him whatever he wants, you know? Um, so that's how it should work. But he was just like, I'm cold. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and height and the wife, Heidi Cruz, really was driving the train, I think. Mm. The loveliest chat. So I think there's marriage dynamics there, mm-hmm. right? Where she's fucking sick of his shit. She doesn't love him anymore, probably. And uh, she's like, I'm cold. Let's go. And he can't, he doesn't have any um, sway with her anymore in terms of saying, oh, I need to do my job. Right. Because right? she just thinks his job is a joke. Sorry, pumpkin. I have to be a senator right now. Oh, my God. I can't imagine being like related to any of these people. And having to like deal with Imagine this. being the kid and, oh and your, your dad just blamed you. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. No. And it's like, oh my God. I think crazy. he should have put those little bitches out on like a press conference to apologize. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, my daughters have something I th- I they'd like to say and that. just bring them out. And they're like, we're very sorry. He could have, like, I think Trump would have just put his kids on blast. Right. Like, you don't understand what it's like dealing with these fucking kids, right? Blah, blah, blah. They can't, you know, whining all the time. So I just had to get him out of there. Yeah, I don't even think Trump would have, like, acknowledged. He wouldn't have felt guilty enough to have to put his kids on blast. He would be like, I don't know. I think Trump would have, like, taken a photo in, like, his hotel room at a desk. And, like, with thumbs up. Oh, yeah, you're right. right. He totally would have done that. (laughs) And then people would have been like, wow, he's he's getting work done. Like, it's fine. Uh You can do anything when you're comfortable. He, he would have pulled something like, uh, I didn't want to risk the power being out. Like, I needed to be somewhere where I know I can do yes. my job. And yeah, he, w- he would like spin it in a weird way where he'd be like, no, you're dumb for thinking that it's bad of me. I'm really doing what the best I've been planning thing is. this for years, actually. But you're not smart enough to, to have think a winter that. office in Cancun, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's the perfect place for me to get work done in the winter. You know, no service disruptions. Well, Florida really didn't get any cold. It was actually warmer. So maybe it was Trump that's, planning this That's something this people storm. said, is that if Cruz had gone to Florida, it would have been way more defensible. I don't know if that's true. I think you got to stay in the state. Yeah. I mean, it would have been a little more defensible because fucking Cancun is like... Uh, just ridiculous. Yeah, you're in the United States Senator. The, the only the thing country. that would have been worse than uh, Cancun is like, um, <laughs> what's the place of fucking like Baja, California? It's like the Tijuana. Yeah, if you went to like Tijuana <laughs> <laughs> and like went to Senior Frogs and got a T-shirt. <laughs> Have you ever been to Tijuana? I've not. I've never been to Juarez either. I've only been to like the fancy white people resorts. I went across the border in like, what was it, like 2017 or something? We went across the border because my friend wanted to buy steroids. So um, we went down to like Del Rio and like, drove through the border and like stopped at a pharmacy and he got a bunch of steroids and I got a bunch of, uh, Sudafinil, like the medication. Wait, 
That's fucking Viagra. I did not get Sodafinil. I got... Uh, I wish you had. I'm looking for a... I probably should have. looking for a hookup. Looking for a plug. No, I got the fucking narcolepsy medication uh, because it's supposed to be like a nootropic. And um, then we like... Is that how you say it? Nootropic? Yeah. Nootropic? It's not nootropic. <laughs> Definitely not. Okay. So we're coming across... We come back across the border and like, you know... We had talked to the, some dude there before we went, and he's like, oh, yeah, just drive back and forth. It's no big deal. Like, they never give you any shit. So we were coming back, and the Border Patrol agent is like, oh, so you were in Mexico for uh, three hours. Cool. Uh, did you buy anything while you were there? And I was like, um, you know, tacos. And he's like, okay, uh, go ahead, pull up over there. And... Um, they fucking came out with like drug dogs and like searched our car and like found all the medicine and gave us a talking to man. Were you able to keep it? Yeah. They let us keep it, which is fucking crazy. After he like browbeat us, he's like, you guys lied straight to my face. And we were like, Oh, you know, we're real sorry. Da, da, da. And then he's like, okay, well I'm gonna let you go. I have a crazy border story. Let's hear it. If I can say it, I'm gonna I'm gonna condense it. So it's a it's a Canada border story. Oh, it's, it's not drug related though. Long story short, I went to college in Massachusetts, and my I'm very young for my year. So one of my best friends in school, it was her 22nd birthday, and I was still 20, and she wanted to do something fun. And she wanted to go to Vegas, but she wanted me to be there. So. Instead, we went to Montreal, which was like a five-hour drive. So me and a few friends from college, we were meeting one of her friends from high school who went to school in Burlington, Vermont, and picking her up on the way. And then her sister, who lived in Boston, was going to take a Greyhound bus to Burlington and meet us. And then we were all going to drive up to Montreal together okay, um, and like have dinner in Burlington. So we're there, it's going great, and her sister's bus just, like, stopped. And the driver just got out and, like, left the bus for, like, two hours. She had no idea what was going on. It was, like, really weird. And so there were all these complications, and we were already set to get to Montreal super late. So her sister eventually was like, do not wait for me. Like, we kind of, like, did Burlington to death. It was, like, time for us to go. She's like, I'll find a way to get there. And she found out the bus she was on was going to Montreal anyway after Burlington. So she asked the bus driver if she could just stay on. So he said yes. So she made it to Montreal okay. She left the bus. This is the same bus driver who inexplicably left for two hours? Yes. Okay. This is weird. So she left a bag on the bus. And so she was trying to get it back. And so she was calling like Greyhound customer service and they were asking, oh, like what bus were you on? Oh, well, we'll look in Burlington. She's like, no, it, I went to Montreal. And they asked why. She goes, because the bus driver said I could. So she's trying <laughs> to get this bag back with like, it literally had brain boots in it. It was like not the most important thing, but they were a really good deal. So it was like important to her. So whatever, all weekend, she's like using my phone because I paid the extra $5 a day for the international plan. We're driving back and we're about to cross the border and like traffic's kind of slow. And she looks to the left and there's a Greyhound bus. And when the bus is past the border, everyone has to get out and they all have to go through customs or whatever the heck you want to call it. And she goes, oh my God, that's the bus driver that drove me. So this girl gets out of the car as we're in like slow moving traffic to cross the Canadian to America border and runs up to this bus driver and says, hey, do you know where my rain boots are? (laughs) And um, he gave her his email. She never got the rainbow boots back, I think. But it's, a, it's a weird story. Uh, we were very scared. He gave her his email. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I'll email you. Hey, like, you email fine. me anytime. <laughs> I want to be on this. Because we're like, we're about we're to pass the boots. border. And she's talking to this bus driver and needs to like walk through the highway to get back to and find us. And it was, that was a very stressful moment in my life. 
Wow. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so, I was up super late last night because I was freaking out. Because at my, my old job, I worked with this 88-year-old man who was, like, very old and whatever. And I found out last night that he's been missing for the past 10 days. And no one's heard from him. That's not really a story. We don't know what happened, but... It's, I'm, I'm assuming he's, he's dead, but it's, he like, wasn't at his, he lives in like a trailer park. He wasn't in his trailer. How, how do you work with him? Uh, when I worked for a company that I don't want to say, because I'll probably get sued if I say that. Um, mm-hmm. I worked with him there. Mm. When I worked for the mouse. Yes. Big mouse. Mm-hmm. When I worked in the toll booths at the. Place. <laughs> Toll booths. That's that's also that's also a border type thing. Yeah, I've I have some stories from there because it's it's insane. It's just like there's no rules. Like any, I see people who don't make it in the parks who don't know what they're getting themselves into. They they just have no idea. Like they just show up and it's crazy, or they think that. They didn't mean to go through and they think we're going to charge them. So they stop their car in the middle of the road and they walk up to you and you're like, oh, hello. And yeah, it's it's a crazy place. A guy threatened to kill me because he. One time. <laughs> you have to follow up on that. <laughs> no, no, no. Matt wants to talk. Let's, let's, let's. When so- Matt, when someone says, and then he threatened to kill me, you can't just launch into your own anecdote. <laughs> You're like morally obligated to ask, why did a man threaten to kill you? Because um, he paid for for parking at the uh, competitor theme park, and I told him, and he was like, "Oh, but I I wanted to go here," and I was like, "Well, it's not the same place. Like, you have to handle that with them." And and he got so mad, so so mad. He, I, I got a death threat. He said, I'm going to kill you. And I'm like, it'll be $25. It's great. What a great few months. Wow. Did you call security? Um, No. I Well, yes. I don't know. It's also, I don't, yeah. It was, I don't know what happened. Someone threatened to kill me once. I've only been threatened to be murdered once. Hmm. So. And if and- anyone, if any. <laughs> What just happened? <laughs> I'm just doing my math. That's being funny, man. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, who needs a guest? <laughs> so, if anyone is involved in this story, I want you to all know that I love all of you guys, and I have no hard feelings about anything that happened. And I don't think any of us should be embarrassed about that trip, the whole event. But one time, I was singing karaoke. In South Park, Padre Island. We all went out to karaoke. And I was, you know... <sighs> I was going through a lot of changes in my life. I was, I was a hot guy, but I still wasn't having sex. And uh, anyway, this one guy we were with was really drunk. Like, super drunk. I think he had already been cut off at this point. Because he had slammed a shot glass down on the table. Mm. And it broke. He broke a shot glass, which is hard to do. His ex-girlfriend was there. And she was like, hey, Matt, do you want to sing a duet? Okay. I was like, sure, I'll sing a duet. And then, it, you know, I didn't know what song she picked. And it was like Journey Separate Ways, you Ooh. know, the song by Journey. Wow. And then like we start, we were about to do it and she goes, this is a song about breakups for you. And she points out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) And then like, uh, I, I I have to like decide what I'm going to do. And so I'm like, I'm just going to get through the performance. Yeah. You're professional. And we're about like 30 seconds into it. And he goes, I'm going to fucking kill you, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and when he says that I like get the microphone and speak into it and says 
please don't kill me. <laughs> I guess you listened. But then, like, the performance ended, and, like, people were like, hey, Matt, you need to get out of here. Wow. And, like, our hotel was, like, two miles away, so I just started hoofing it. Mm -hmm. And then, like, as I'm hoofing it, the truck we came in, like, drives by, and then he jumps out of the passenger. What? Like, at, like <laughs> he, like, jumps out of the passenger. Is this guy the Terminator? What the fuck? He, like, jumps out of the passenger door and then, like, rolls on the ground. It didn't work out for him. Like, it, like he, like, rolls on the ground. Mm. Okay. And gets pretty badly cut up, right? So, you know, uh, at that point, I ran. I, like, ran back to the hotel. And I was like, I'll run back there and I'll hide, you know? Because uh, we were all sharing the same room. <laughs> and then he gets back there. So you hid in the room? I, like, hid in, like, the loft area of the condo. Mm-hmm. Like behind a bed. Yeah. And then he gets back there. And by the time he gets back there, he loves everyone, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, you know. And uh, and just like spends like an hour in the shower. And then they like bandage him up and he goes to sleep. But yeah, that's the one time someone threatened to kill me. Wow. And it seemed semi-credible. I had another story to tell. But then Hope said something about someone threatening to kill her. And I, I've... We had to give her the space for her to say it. Mm -hmm. That's okay. It's gone. Like, I've lost it. But it was something for... It was content. I should have written it down. Mm. You can't remember what it is? Nah. Mm. Karaoke's coming back, guys. Seems like COVID's on the way out, huh? Indeed. Is karaoke making a comeback, or is it just going back to it's not gonna go away. previous levels? I think people are going to be so excited to sing again, you know? The swinger clubs are opening up. Right. Finally. Probably standing together in groups is going to be big. Any sort of like closely packed group activity is really going to take off in 2021. Mosh pits oh, are coming, yeah, back, coming back, back in a big way. For sure. Hmm. I love mosh pits. They're great. Yeah. Biden beat COVID for us. He beat it. Thank you, Joe Biden, for uh, inventing the vaccines and... Um, vaccinating the country mm -hmm. america is back america's back baby american dignity hope how do you feel about the onset of the biden era i feel i feel good it feels better knowing that there's it's it's not whatever happened in the past whatever years is definitely not over but it's it's good it it's been I don't I don't really keep up with things because it's frustrating and I don't know. But I've been keeping up with things lately, so I, I wasn't very online too before COVID and stuff. I missed most of the, the Trump administration. Oh, before you before you joined uh, interrogation chat. Yeah. No, if you like You weren't online before then. Like I was, but not on Twitter. Like I, I have friends who are like, Hope you should go on Twitter, you would love it and I'm like, mm. and now it's it's an addiction. It's really bad. Um, now you've mastered it. You got you got Andrew Yang to talk about soup. <laughs> Wait, what? This is... <laughs> oh, I guess I'll, I'll admit it. So I love Andrew Yang so much, and he he's been tweeting about soup because he has COVID, and and I I'm a soup lover. I don't know about you guys, so I oh god, I love soup. And I like so soup. I was so bored one day, and I feel like I'm kind of having a mental breakdown. So I've been doing lots of weird things. So I created a Twitter account. Everyone should follow it at Andrew Yang Soup. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's you. only okay. tweets about uh, soup and Andrew Yang. But the, the other day, I replied to Andrew Yang and he replied back. And it was cool. What did he say? So, so he and it was great. He tweeted about him talking to MLK's son. So I replied to the two, like both of them, because he was tagged in the tweet. And he said something about Evelyn, his wife. So I said, what is Evelyn's favorite soup? And he replied and he goes, I think oxtail is up there. And the reply is great because it's to Andrew Yang's soup and MLK's son. So, wow. so that's great right there. And then I, I gave Selena Gomez a shout out with her um, oxtail poutine recipe on Selena plus chef. 
Damn. Yeah, it was great. I'm like shaking thinking about it. And then, yeah. <laughs> you were bringing some heavy hitters together mm-hmm. with so, the power suit. And, and I had that account for four days and Andrew Yang noticed me. So to everyone wow. out there who wants attention, you don't need to do bad things. You can spread love through Soup and Andrew Yang and, and get that recognition. When I think about wealth and my personal wealth and how wealthy I can be, I don't want to be the richest man in the world. I just want to be at a point in my life where every time I go to a restaurant, I order soup. Mm-hmm. You know, Every time I go to a restaurant now, at the level of wealth I currently have, every time I want soup, yeah. but I look at the menu and the soup is like a cup for like $12. Right. And I can't justify it to myself. Where are you going? To get... Soup is cheap. That's why really, I love soup. Really soup is not places. cheap. Soup is not cheap. The profit margin on soup, if if everyone ordered soup, they'd be driving around in Rolls Royces because the the profit margin, I know they got a big pot of it back there. Are, are you saying soup in addition to your meal? Like Yes. Oh, uh, okay. Yes. Like if you get soup as a meal, I feel like it's reasonably priced, but like as a, a cup or a side, it is a little pricey. Yes, right. But I always want a little soup on the side, mm-hmm. right? What's your favorite kind of soup? It's the American dream, really. You know, Just to be able to order soup whenever you want it. I love a mulligatawny. A who? I'm I'm a fake soup fan. Um, fake soup mulligatawny. I'm new to the soup world. I just started eating it. Mulligatawny is like an Indian soup. Mm. I don't know what's in it per se. Curry. Uh, it's always spicy. It's like a lentil soup. You know, you can't go wrong with a tomato bisque. Mm. Right? How about a gumbo? How about a freaking gumbo? Gumbo. That's America right there, baby. I don't that's need that's diversity. Hope. That's stronger yeah. together. You remember the gumbo episode of Selena plus Chef? And it had like 50 ingredients. Yeah. And I was like, holy smokes, I had no idea how much goes into gumbo. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm never going to make gumbo, that's for sure. I'm probably never going to make soup. Because gumbo is big in like Louisiana, right? Mm -hmm. Like, sure. Yeah, yeah. So I used to, I'm a last job, um, add a team of like 10 people, but three of them were from Louisiana. which was funny. Two of them were from the same town and had the same last name, but like they didn't know each other until they worked together in Florida, which was like strange. Um, but they would all like talk about like, oh, I'm making gumbo or jambalaya. And I feel like all those recipes and stuff are just like a big mishmash of like a bajillion things. It's like, let's throw in, or they or they do their like their seafood boils. It's like, or, or talking, she, like, my coworker, she was like, I'm going to make red beans. I'm like, oh, what are you putting in? She's like, oh, this, this, you know, whatever. It's just, like, it's so many things. Each thing is different, but I don't know how to describe it. And the, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. There's something, there's an emergent property to gumbo where it's, it's not just the okra. It's not just the sausage or the shrimp. Something comes out of that. If I... I don't want a gumbo that has no okra. That's not a gumbo. Well, it is. No. Technically. Mm. I think, feel like a gumbo is just a soup with a lot of shit in it. Like 80 ingredient soup. To the layman, maybe. To the professional. You could make a soup with like 80 ingredients and it wouldn't be considered a gumbo. You would get, you would get run out of Baton Rouge on a rail. If you said a gumbo was just a soup with a lot of shit in it, the townsfolk would form a mob and run you out of town. What if you said it with an accent? <laughs> uh, well, a gumbo is just a soup with a lot of shit. And they might say, oh, yeah, that, you're right. Right? It's actually the official state cuisine of Louisiana. The gumbo? Yeah. The gumbo. <laughs> the gumbo. There's there, someone... I'm going to say someone. I'm going to do it like right after this because I have nothing better to do. Someone should make like a meme of Dumbo, the elephant eating gumbo. (laughs) Dumbo on gumbo. So (laughs) a gumbo consists primarily of a strongly flavored stock 
Okay. Meat a, or shellfish. A thickener. A thickener. The Holy the Trinity. Cajun, the Holy Trinity. Cajun, celery, bell peppers, and onions. So you don't need okra. But, John, mm-hmm. in Cajun, gumbo means okra. Oh! Oh, they I they said that on Selena Poshaf. I mean... I but they didn't put okra in it. I thought they did. Oh, they did? Okay. Yeah. Wait, okay. <sighs> Speaking glad. about the, the, the I think I have a strong Trinity, case here with the gumbo meat and it okra. Cel- celery, onions, and bell peppers? Out of the, the three of those, which one are each one of us? Mm, great question. <laughs> Matt is onions. <laughs> Matt's onions, yeah. Because they're like, like a, little, a little strange that he's still off. Delicious, but can be overpowering. <laughs> yeah. You know, needs to be, you can't eat it by itself, right? It's got to be yeah. <gasps> what mixed with goal? something, maybe sauteed a little. Was and like, the, but then it makes like, the fucking meal. So there you go. Yeah. Someone wanted to eat a whole onion? No, this girl had a salad and she goes, does anyone like onions? And I'm like, why? And she's like, oh, I have some in my salad. I don't want them. I'm like, I eat onions, but I don't want your your plain onions just to like munch on. <laughs> <laughs> so I got Yeah, that's that's bad. Okay. Yeah. So now celery and bell pepper. <laughs> that's a serial killer last meal. Just give me an onion. It's funny, like, cause like if you you can I would I eat a stray onion every once in a while, like a fragment of an onion. I'll just pop it in and eat it. It's not the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. But like, well, I'll do that. But like, if you're like chopping it and like you're putting it into something, like I wouldn't just like out of nowhere eat onion. I feel like no, it's, it's got to be a build up. You know, reason. There's probably some restaurant in France where they just like serve you one little piece of onion. It's just like the most perfect onion. On a giant you know? plate. Yeah. With some sea salt. Like you eat it. A sprig of parsley next to it. Uh, So who's who's going to be fucking celery? That's all we got left. Are you bell pepper or are you celery? I don't know. Celery is not super flattering, I got to say. I don't feel like. I might. Maybe I'm celery. Celery is like something you eat because you're on a diet. And it burns more calories. Um, so I do identify with the striving of celery. I, I think I'm the bell pepper. Mm-hmm. And they, they come in all the different colors and they're, they're, they're good. Have you ever opened up a bell pepper and inside there is another pepper? Oh, yeah. It's got yeah. that weird like baby fetus pepper. Yeah. And, but- and I can get pregnant. I'm not pregnant, but I, I can be. So I'm the... <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're definitely you're definitely a bell pepper if you can get pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> a little a little hope inside. Well, we all want to have a little hope inside us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. All right. <laughs> so what? That's fine. We all want to. We all want to find a little hope in our lives, you know. That's true. Uh, and I feel like that's what's happening right now in Biden's America. Like COVID's on the wane. Vaccines are coming out. Yeah, we figured it out. We got it together. Uh, we've restored dignity to the White House. Not hearing from Trump. He's just maybe he's in Cancun. He's going to be speaking next week at CPAC. I guess that'll get some coverage. They'll probably get a lot of coverage, honestly. Yeah. Because it'll be a live speech. I'm, I'm sure Fox News will carry it live. It'll be a live speech and he hasn't said anything. Like, he hasn't gotten any press coverage for what seems like an eternity. Right, so... But also feels great. It does. It is insane, though, like, everyone is going to cover it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not that insane. Like... It is, kind if, of. If Barack Obama gave a speech after leaving office... I think it would still get coverage. It wouldn't be covered live, I don't think. Mm. It, I th- well, I guess it depends on the, the circumstances and stuff. But Right, he's our fascist, our deposed fascist president, right? So it's more newsworthy. Yeah, I also think it's big because he's like, ban- Pinterest banned him. Like, that's crazy. Like, this man was literally president, and he's so, like, incapable of, like, being a person that... He's banned from Twitch. 
like he can't so he we haven't heard from him because like he can't speak out so it's like big and, and was he active on pinterest i don't think so like I what don't is a donald trump pinterest account. uh pen what post what do they fucking do on pinterest it's probably just like photos of him giving a thumbs up mm. right it's like <laughs> him knitting a quilt that says like you know um a real game Mexicans changer. If I was advising, mm-hmm. I would advise them to be a politician on only one social media platform. And then on all the other social media platforms, just be your authentic self. So like, uh, you know, if you're in, like, you're really into collecting Star Wars figurines, you know, just have like an Instagram and your Instagram is just all Star Wars figurines. People would appreciate the the, the authenticity of that. This is why you need to run for president. I feel like every social media platform is what? This is why you need to run for president. No, I'm a, I'm a not, you know, I'm a. This is why you need to be a campaign advisor. Yes, a campaign advisor for sure. No. If only we could find a um, good, stable candidate who has political aspirations, like who would Michael take Bennett? advice. Hmm? Like Michael Bennett? Like Michael Bennett. Yeah, exactly. We should be the gravel teens of Michael Bennett. Is Michael we'll Bennett just... you, Matt? No, he's a, he's the he's the senator from Colorado. So he's you. He's the senior senator from Colorado. What does mm. that even mean? A senior senator. It means you got in there first oh. before the other one. So would that be Schumer for New York? New York. Yeah. I've been this close to Schumer. He spoke at my high school graduation. He gave his classic, I got dumped and decided to like go abroad speech. I, I witnessed it live. I saw it. He became a politician because he got dumped? No. It, it's, I think it's on, ugh, I hate like late night talk shows. I think there was like a segment on it um, on John Oliver. It's actually very funny. I can send you the link. Um and it's it's him. It's like Chuck Schumer got dumped and isn't over his ex and can't stop talking about it at like graduations because he has like this one speech he always gives at any graduation he speaks at, and so it's like him at like ten different places all stitched together to like show the speech, and so, so um, I think it's really, I think it's really interesting that Joe Biden loves his wife. You know, they have such a great relationship. But both of them are aware that, like, the wife who died is number one. How do you know that? Like, that's the vibe I get. You can never, you can never replace that first wife who died. Mm-hmm. I think it's really, I, th- I think it's cool that it doesn't matter. They had a successful forty-five year marriage anyway. You know. Yeah. You think that's how? How do you? What are you basing this off of? Because even after he started dating Jill. When he would talk about his first wife, he'd be quite emotionally taken by it. And also, when right. when once someone's gone, like there's no like ruining their memory. Like it's not like that. Yes, wife exactly. Can like piss him yes. off or like do any wrong, and so it's like if he's st- like he he holds on to the good memories. Like it depends on your outlook. But sure. I I feel like that's very common for people. Like even if they go out and date again or whatever if it was a pretty good healthy relationship like they'll never let go of that um and not and again like what matt was saying not like it's it's bad or like but it kind of nothing it'll pale in comparison to that i don't know if i could uh take that you know like if my significant other was you gotta be number one that's what you always say it's like i gotta be number one i gotta be in charge uh Mm -hmm. You're you're a dumb daddy. Yeah. Oh, you mean you just like couldn't take that personally? Like, oh. Yeah, like I couldn't if my significant other was like, you know, he was the love of my life. Now he's gone. Uh, I don't know if I could I could deal with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, being second to this dead dude. No, same. I agree. I thought you meant like you just didn't believe what we were saying. Oh, no. Yeah. No, and it's interesting. It depends. It's I mean, it's not the same thing, but like there's certain things when you have like a relationship like or like if someone has kids, like some people 
don't wouldn't date someone who like already has kids like for whatever reason like someone who has a a dead spouse that's another very yeah because you know you're dating someone with kids the kids always come first right you'd hope they do well yeah i mean either the kids come first or they're not that great of a person either way well they're bad kids i mean people don't talk (laughs) about about ted cruz's kids Ted Cruz's wife is going to divorce him and they then he's going to date and he gave up the presidency for those bitches. I mean, come on. You know, people, people talk about child support. Maybe these kids don't need to be supported. You know, uh, maybe they're bad kids that no one wants to be around. Classic tweet. No one ever talks. No one. Everyone talks about deadbeat dads, but no one ever talks about maybe the kid just has weird vibes. Exactly. Yeah. Who who is that? I don't know. Some who guy. wrote that one? So shout out to that guy. That was a great tweet. <laughs> I think it was like a perfect tweet from like a normal person who truly thought it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that was totally a joke. But like, if you looked at if you look at their account, they've got like twenty <laughs> tweets, and that's one of them. Yeah, and the other ones were just like going to the grocery store, <laughs> yeah. picking up some milk. Did that tweet like blow up? <laughs> Yeah, it blew up. Maybe he was a deadbeat dad. And like people were mad as well. Like people got very mad about it. One of my favorite Twitter accounts from like years ago, I think it's probably still active, is like Coffee Dad, where it's it's just oh, this yeah. account and it's like having coffee. Anything with dad in the profile name is going to be gold. All, all these. And then about every 50 tweets, it's like, I miss you, son. Speaking of like dead, yeah. <laughs> it's like his son like died. He's like, it's it's been oh, super shit. hard without my son lately. And it's like having my morning coffee. <laughs> and like it's, that's why Andrew Wait, Yang. Is, is it a joke do. account or yeah. is it real? It's a joke account. Yeah. Okay. Hey, having a dead child is no joke. Wow, that's pretty fucked up. A coffee. Yeah, dad. I know. You can get a lot of you can get in a lot of trouble for that. For having a dead kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, depending on how it happened. Like in your trunk? No, you do not want that. Speaking of kids and Louisiana and all this stuff, I I made a king cake last year with my parents, and we we had we had to get the little babies to um put in it. But you can't just buy one baby, so I have like a bag of them. So the other day, I turned them into earrings, but I had to like oh, it took so long. I had to take a needle. And light it on fire and like melt a hole in the baby's head so I could shove a, a pin in it and turn them into earrings. Are you Catholic? No. Why did you make a king cake? But we were talking about it because I didn't know what a king cake was. And then my coworker, um, for because I was working at that job like a year ago, he ordered um was it Rouse's is like a supermarket down there? You can order king cakes to be mailed anywhere sure. in the US and it's like a good deal, I guess. You get like a whole king cake shipped for like forty bucks, which I think is fine. And um, I think it's pretty gross. King cakes, like it tastes like carnival food. Yeah, mm. I mean, I was super hungry the day we had it. That was I was why was I? I don't know. We were doing training that whole week in the freaking conference room, and I was just unwell. I remember I was so tired that one day. During lunch, instead of going to lunch with my team, I took a nap in the conference room and I like crawled up in the, the chair and like went like this and put like my like cardigan on as a blanket. And I, I set my alarm to go off so like I'd be awake by the time everyone came back. But my phone was on military time and I accidentally sent it, set it to like 1 a.m. instead of 1 p.m. So I woke up to my boss, like, opening the door, turning on the lights, and being like, oh, good morning, which was, like, pretty embarrassing, but it's fine. Um, oh, yeah, but my dad had never had a king cake, so instead of buying one, we decided to to make it. But it wasn't as, like, gross as the regular king cake is. I like it. What happens if you get the baby? You're supposed to buy the next You're... king cake. Oh. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sucks. And the baby is Jesus. Yes, it is. So it's a bad thing. You're like, ah, fuck, I got Jesus. It's, it's like mm. supposed to be good luck. I don't know. I got the baby when we had it it's at, what the Romans said. at work. And I, I'm such a bad mother. I left him. He was like in a little hole in my cubicle, like with his arms, like just chilling. 
And then they sent us home and I said, see you in two weeks. And I didn't get my stuff back until October. My last day in office was, I got it back on October 31st. My last day in office was March 17th. So I left that baby unattended for a long time. Mm. Did you guys ever have that assignment at school, like in grade school, where they give you a bag of flour and you have to pretend like it's a baby for like a week or something? I've seen it on so many sitcoms, though. That's a classic sitcom scenario. We didn't take it seriously at all. I think it was real. (laughs) In high school, there was like a more intense like class you could take and that was one of the things but instead of a bag of flour they give you like an electronic baby that would like cry and you'd like actually have to like care for it like it wasn't just a bag of flour you have 30 seconds to put a bottle in its mouth or it explodes or some shit yeah and your baby dies because you didn't update the firmware it's <laughs> <laughs> that? like elon musk's kid zablups Zimslav XT27 dash Y equals MX plus B. <laughs> that means something. I think it's like a triangle or no, something. No, it's, it's the the equation for lime. Slope, the slope, slope. The slope with the hope. Slope on the slope. Slope point on intercept. Because then you can also do X minus X naught equals like Y minus Y naught times something. I don't know. I used to know this. Why? Why not? Why not? X minus <laughs> That's <Y> funny. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You're funny too. Thanks. Ah, you guys are all funny. John's a little bit funny. No, just <laughs> You're a little bit funny. I'm a little bit rock and roll. There you go. Is that it for the episode? Yep. Probably. <laughs> I do. If I recorded in Audacity, guys, did you? <laughs> yes. I did. Here, so can I stop now? Yeah. We can just leave. We can, we can just fucking go. Bye. Bye.